Blog Talk Radio. Coming at you live. It is Buzzworthy Radio, where you can get the latest buzz on all your favorite shows and stars. Buzzworthy starts now. Hey, good evening. Welcome to Buzzworthy Radio here on BuzzTalkRadio.com and on BuzzworthyRadio.net. I'm your host, Navelle J. Lee. It's Friday, July 2nd, 2010. And it's 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific here on your computer. We're streaming live right now. And this is our post-daytime Emmy podcast. Yes, it is a quick 15-minute one, unless, of course, you guys want to join on the line. We can definitely make it longer. But, yeah, it's definitely a 15-minute one because we're going to breathe right through it um, and definitely talk about who wore it best, who had on the worst outfits at the Emmys, who... Did any of your favorites win this year? Were there some upsets? And what did you think of the telecast this year? This is pretty much what we're going to be delving right into in this 15-minute program. For those of you who missed the telecast, it aired this past Sunday, June 27th, on CBS at the Las Vegas Hilton. It was up 82% in viewership compared to last year. And I don't know if I should consider that a good thing yet or if it's a bad thing. I mean, I know I'm hearing both sides of the coin that it could be it could be good or bad, so I'm not, I'm not entirely too sure about that. But I don't know. But anyway, if you guys do want to get in on the conversation and you want to call in, the phone number to dial into is 646-595-4228. We have a chat room up and running as well, so you guys can voice your opinions into the chat room as well. I'm waiting to you in the room, by the way. Uh, for those that are in the room as guests, you would need to register at blogtalkradio.com. Get yourself a screen name, so that way you'll be able to participate in the room. So let us know Let us know your thoughts. So let's, let's get right down to it. I got the chance to Actually, let's take this caller um, before we actually get right into it. Area code 616, you're on the line. How are you? What's your name? Where are you calling from? It's uh, John. How are you doing, Navelle? Hey, John. How are you? Good, good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, So, you watched the Emmys on Sunday, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yes, I did. All right. let's, Let's start off with you. What were your What were your thoughts on the telecast as a whole? Because I know there was a lot of I know there was a lot of issues as far as fans were concerned about a certain tribute and a certain other tribute that only lasted less than 30 seconds. Well, I, I find it kind of funny that, because um, I wasn't sure if Michael Fairman did the World Turns tribute or not, but then I found out from him he did not, that World Turns put together the package. And I don't know if it was cut or whatnot, but I was disappointed because most of the stuff in that package, at least the one the CBS ran um, on the telecast, was all, mostly of newer clips, you know, so right. you really didn't get to see the history, which ticked me off. And then, like, the Agnes Nixon one was nice, but then when they brought her back on mic, everyone was clapping for her, and I heard her say, we only have 30 seconds, you have to make them stop, you know, so she could accept it. I mean, you give somebody in a Lifetime Achievement Award, but then you only give them 30 seconds to say thank you. You know, it's, one, why couldn't the telecast be three hours? If it needed to have all that Vegas glitz in there, why couldn't it have been three hours? You know, why couldn't they have expanded it? Why couldn't they have shown the clip packages? 
you know. Right. But these, you know, they just zoomed through the nominees, you know, and they let the nominees have like 30, 40 seconds to say thank you and then out. And they spent more time on the Vegas stuff, which I didn't mind, but it's not the Vegas awards show, you know. It's the daytime Emmy Awards, which just aren't all drama shows, but but it's about celebrating daytime, and you know, I love Vegas, but it was it was a little nuts, you know. It was too much. It was too much of tours of Vegas and Regis Philbin saying, "I should have won that award." <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was like, I was sick and tired of him making that joke after like the fifth time. <laughs> all right, take that back after like the third. I was like, okay, this is getting old. And he didn't look like he was having any fun, to be honest with you, in my opinion. You know, I was like, why yeah. did you get a host that looked like they were enjoying what they're doing? You know? I don't know. They could have got some young soap stars from, like, a couple of the soaps. They've done that in a couple of years past. In the 90s, they would get, like, somebody from Days and somebody from GH and somebody from, like, YNR, one of each networks, and they would co-host it. And those those back then, at least they seemed to enjoy it, you know? Right. Regis just looked like he was like, oh, it's a gig, <laughs> you know. I gotta be, I gotta be there. I mean, and I love the, I love the, uh, the um, Dick Clark tribute, but I do think it was a little long. I, I, I think right. they, I think they spent too much time on live acts singing where they could have done more with just video, you know, of like mm. people congratulating people, you know. Via video, I don't know. I think they did pretty good with what they, with the time they had. But I don't know. I I would have liked it to be a three-hour telecast, but I've heard other people say that that would have been too long. So I don't know. So well, I kind of agree with them. I kind of felt that it didn't need to be three hours um, because, again, for for me personally, and this is just my opinion that. I would have felt it was all, it would have been too long. The other thing is, I completely, I completely, totally agree with you in regards to the Asheville Turns tribute. I, I, when we were watching it, I said the same thing that it was nothing but of recent clips, and the only two that we saw that were from that were classic clips were the scenes where Iva comes in with the pitchfork with Lily and and Josh Snyder and you know, the anniversary episode, and that was pretty much it. I mean, they do have... (laughs) That's crap. (laughs) Sorry, I just read a tweet just now. (laughs) It just basically just caught me off guard. (laughs) But but I I completely agree. I I know that uh, they just put out on YouTube the extended montage on on YouTube, um, the official as well turns the YouTube yeah, which page. Was, which, was better, which was better. I, I like that better. But I seem to like the extended ones a lot better than the ones that end up on the, the networks. Let's just say hopefully... Well, I kind, of, I kind of felt like... I mean, I was upset with it, but I kind of felt... I kind of started thinking back to this. When I had previously talked to Jim Romanovich about the tribute, and at the time... Uh, before he came on the show, at the time, we did not know we were going to have an As the World Turns tribute in the show. So I kind of felt like, all right, since they were finally able to give us something, it felt like it was getting rushed to be put into the show instead of going ahead 
and going ahead and putting in some vintage clips plus new clips, whatever have you, into this package deal because now it, it, it felt like it came at last minute, so we only had this amount of time in order to show everything off. And that's kind of what I felt about it. it. It just felt like it was rushed because they didn't have time to go ahead and do anything with the, the, the tribute since they didn't know it, until it late, late on, late on, late on that it was going to be included into into the telecast. So I I kind of felt that way about it. Uh, as far as the Dick Clark tribute, it was long, and even though I was very touched by it, it was it was on for a long time. As far as the commercial went, because I did look up and I saw that they were basically doing a promotion for the Las Vegas Hills, and I kind of felt like that had to have been needed because you are having it in their hotel, and you kind of do have to show it off. I mean, it's the nature of the business. Like, in my opinion, that that's why that had to get done. So I couldn't really, I couldn't really fault it for that. I mean, you they 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 allow the daytime Emmys to be held in their hotel. They needed to get something in from it. So true. Yeah. It's the nature of the business. I mean, that's pretty much how that rolled. And. I could have I could have definitely dealt with clips. I could have dealt with longer speeches. Um, at least we got what we got. At least we got it aired on television exactly. is the main factor. So we were this close to probably not even having it on television. So all in all, hindsight's 2020. We got what and, we wanted. Yeah, and the awards themselves, I mean, I was actually pleasantly happy with probably about 96%. There was about one in there that I was totally shocked on. And then the rest of them were like, oh, yeah. There were a lot of them where it was like, oh, yeah, it could have been this person or this person or this person. Like, I wanted a business person, but I wasn't upset that the other person won. But then there was one category where I was like, what the hell? <laughs> so, um, yeah, and I didn't get it. So, But usually you watch every year, and it's usually about 50-50 or even less. You know, like there's a lot more surprises, you know, that aren't as welcoming. So. I thought a lot of people, a lot of, like, deserving people won, so, you know, and, like, uh, Maura West really got to me, like, her, you know, acceptance speech and Michael Park's acceptance speech, and even Billy Miller's acceptance speech was great, you know, and, you know, those are the things I like to see, you know, when people are totally surprised and shocked, and, you know, like Julie Pinson, I don't think she thought she was going to (laughs) win, No, yeah. she yeah, she didn't. You can tell just by watching it. I, you know, a lot of the people were saying that the reason why Julie Pinson, Michael Park, and Laura West won is because it was the Aswell turns upset basically because you know it is going on the air. I, they just finished taping on Wednesday. Because because the show still has another year of Emmy consideration. It can be it can be nominated yeah. next year. I don't believe that. I think those people, no offense, didn't didn't watch the reels you know, and didn't see what they submitted. Like I said, there were people just as equally as good, and I may not have wanted those people to win, but I wasn't upset that they won because they were deserving. You know, that's the thing about this year's nominees, especially in the bigger categories like actor and actress and supporting and um, supporting. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of, like, really good people going up against each other, you know. So you were, I was kind of torn. And it was like, a lot different. And it was a lot different with the nominees this year because – you normally, each year after year after year, you pretty much would have the same people nominated in the same categories year after year after year. At least this time, we had something different, you know? 
And yeah, let me, yeah, exactly. And let me just say this, like, this whole, like, because people were thinking General Hustle was, I mean, it won directing and Julie won, but people were thinking, oh, the Carnival story is going to get it an Emmy for Best Show. And granted, the show that won Best Show might not be the best show, but at least the people, I look at this way, at least the people took, looked at the nominees and voted based on a heartfelt story over some uh, special cinema bomb. You know, which I did. I I totally pegged General Hospital to get the the win for that. But then I had to take into consideration. Oh wait, Betty White was in what you submitted, so I think they might take that over a son that was on the show. And honestly, I mean, I I watched those four days. She was awesome. That story was awesome. You know, it was short, but it was a great story. So they were smart to do that. And the nice thing about it, and I think it might be a wake-up call to GH and other shows that think, okay, to get an Emmy win, I just got to do some sort of big, you know, explosion thing. Because they usually win there. Right. That one might be yeah. like, well, you know, and they don't want to just be like bang up and shoot up and stuff. It was kind of nice to see, you know. And it's kind of nice now you have that, like, because before you'd have, like, somebody win for directing, somebody else win for writing, and somebody totally win else win for, you know, show, and you'd be like, oh, does that happen? <laughs> you know, so it's kind of nice to at least Bone the Beautiful one, two out of three. So, you know, there's at least a correlation there. You know? But, right. I mean, what, what did you think? You've been kind of silent, but... <laughs> As far as the show goes, or as far as the winners were concerned, or the whole whole well, package, what, 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 whatever you want. <laughs> it's your all right, <laughs> all right, all right. Let 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 us start from the bottom, work our way up. All right, red carpet. We didn't have a red carpet this year. Upsets me. Yeah. I yeah. mean, seriously, Soapnet, you can't chuck out some money to do a pre-show before the daytime Emmys. I mean, look, we're about to lose the station in 2012 as it is. Why can't you do something for us? That's my gripe, number one. Totally give us that, a little, yeah. give us a little something. I mean, give us a little something here that we can that we can munch on. I mean, seriously. I mean, if we're going to lose you, at least go up with a bang. Give us something. I mean, you could have given us a pre-show. What what was wrong with that? I mean, I seriously would have appreciated it. Uh, gripe number one. Gripe number two. What were what were these people wearing? <laughs> there were a lot of people that looked good in what they had on. But there was one in particular, and I know, John, you know exactly who I'm talking about, that I thought was going to malfunction somehow in some way, shape, form, if not on the red carpet, then inside that theater. Seriously, I love you, girl, but Melissa, what were you wearing? (laughs) I saw that. (laughs) Melissa, what were you wearing? I mean, you seriously had on the... I mean, you seriously had on a hooker dress. That, that I mean, that, seriously, what was, and where was this? How, how did you even have it on? I mean, seriously, it just seemed like it was just hanging off your breast. I mean, I thought it was just going to fall off the boots. And it, I, I couldn't believe it. When I was, I was talking to somebody on the red carpet, I can't remember who it was right now, and I just saw her walk by in that dress. I looked over to Dan Kroll from Soap Central. I said, Dan. What the hell is she wearing? I mean, flat out, I just said, what is she wearing? And and then I said, that has got to be a hooker dress she's got on. And then I have to remember, it's legal there. 
True. It's legal in Vegas. I'm just saying, it's legal in Vegas. But seriously, girl, you needed to put on something else. <laughs> that was that was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. No, I mean, I saw Nelson's best and worst dress list, but seriously, those that he picked that were worst dressed, nobody could hold a candle to what she was wearing. So that's right, number two. Honey, you need to go back into the closet and get something else to put on your body. And uh, <laughs> that that's pretty much where that lies. Uh, number number three. Um. I really have a great three. Uh, <laughs> I, I I will admit, though, that it was a lot more entertaining than last year's. And at least this year, Brad Bell got to make an acceptance speech. I mean, he made one last year, but at least we got to see it yeah. on air. It wasn't cut off. We got to at least see it before it cut out and it ended. So I was happy that at least we got to see Brad Bell make an acceptance speech for 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 the Indies win for best show. And my gripe, my gripes are with a couple of the categories of who won, and one of which was younger actor. Drew, That's I, where I was Drew going Tyler on. Bell, that was like the major upset through the entire night. The major upset was the winner of the Outstanding Younger Actor in a Drama Series category. That was the major upset because everybody pegged either Drew Garrett for Scott Clifton to take that home. And when they announced that it was Drew Tyler Bell that took it home, you should have seen this in the press room. You probably heard me all the way over where you are at. But I said in the press room, I said, what the fuck did he say? And I couldn't couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that we just basically heard that Drew Tyler Bell won. I seriously thought that Drew Garrett or Scott Clifton was going to take it. It is not Scott Clifton more. Yeah, and well, that's I, who I thought was gonna win. Actually, that's who I was kind of taking on. I was like, "What the hell?" And really, I mean, I got over that pretty quick. And then they sh- not pretty quick, but then they showed that Conroy and Scott Clifton, you know, reactions. And I just thought to myself, I feel bad for Zach and Scott because now they're on a show where they were probably gonna have big story, but B and B will probably show that and make Thomas now the major young person. Because he won an Emmy, you know. So I wouldn't be surprised if they get, you know, backburnered. <laughs> and I mean, one of them isn't even on yet, you know. And it's it's just like, it's like no offense. I mean, that storyline wasn't that bad, but it wasn't Emmy worthy, you know. And it, really it really wasn't. It really wasn't. I mean, I mean, he he told us in the room what he did submit is when he torched the house when he found out about Rick and Stephanie. Yeah. I, I thought it was a good scene, but really, was it something for him to take the trophy home with? Yeah. I mean, was it really that powerful that he deserved to win the award? And I'm I not... So. I, I just I just didn't get that one. That was pretty much where I, I, I fell with it. And... I just don't... I, I mean, when that ended, when the awards ended and afterwards, the only thing I will say is that there? Um, I know Drew Garrett um, kind of felt that if he didn't take it, he kind of felt Scott Clifton was going to take it too. So he did admit that to me. He thought it was going to be a race between himself and Scott Clifton, and if he couldn't get it, he would have been proud if Scott Clifton took it home. I'm not saying that uh, he was upset with Drew Tyler Bell, but he kind of he kind of pegged it to where 
it was going to be one of the two, himself or Scott Clifton. So it was, I think most so, I think most people kind of thought it was going to be one of, you know one of them too, you know from yeah. what from who I read about yeah. But it was very, it was very, and yeah, and it was very bittersweet for me to see um, the Guiding Light nominations this year um, for Beth Chamberlain, Crystal Chappelle, and Zach Conroy. I, it was very bittersweet to me because now it's now official. After this year, we won't see any more nominations for Guiding Light anymore, which will be the same for as the world turns next year. If they get nominations next year, that'll be the last time we'll ever see nominations for As the World Turns. It's like officially over. You know, it was officially over on Wednesday when they finally shut down production. They closed their doors. And that's it. As the World Turns, they stopped taping. It's done. It's over with. And, you know, I, I, I wish them nothing but the best. I, you know, this is a show I started watching over 20 years ago. And... Well, to now, and that's to now have it basically go off the air in September. You know, it, it's just yeah. I wish got a better send off in the daytime Emmys than what was shown on the air. Yeah. But again, we were at a point where we weren't even going to have a tribute at all. So at least and, we got the, something the way, in the it. way I look at it now is I don't want. I would rather have next year have no TV, have no soap opera tributes, which which will mean no show is going to get canceled in 2011. Because now there's now there's speculation that at the Emmys people were saying, oh, when Life of Bibbs is going to be canceled in December. It's like, and then ABC denied that, and I was just like thinking to myself, am I going to see a One Life to Live tribute next year? It's like, I know I that's basically what every. I mean, seriously, that was like the first thing I woke up to on my cell phone is that inside, like, it said to myself, what's this about One Life to Live? And I was like, I don't know. I have yet to check out what's going on. So I had went on the internet on my phone, and I saw that. About the rumor that was buzzing about about one life to live possibly facing cancellation in December, and of course uh, a couple of days later we find out that the, uh, the cancellation rumors were false and all that other stuff. So this insider source is not that reliable as they thought. And but seriously, at this point with everything that's been going on, do you really want to risk? That a chance? I mean, seriously, do you really want to believe that anything would get canceled or will stay on the air now? Because yeah. they're dropping like, them uh, like flies. Yeah. Like I keep telling people, I'm like, don't worry about when it's gonna get, just or if, just enjoy it while you got it, you know. And that's how I'm gonna do. You know, it's like that's pretty much how you have to look at it now, because yeah. I mean, that's pretty much all you can say about it, because you don't know if it's gonna get canceled or you don't know if it's gonna stay in the air. I mean, ABC, look, the only major difference is between the other two networks. ABC owns all three of their shows. They own them. So that's a, okay. different, that's a, different, that's a different beast in itself. Because if, since ABC has the rights to those, they could do whatever the hell they please. And, that, um, and, that's, what I was try- and that's what I was trying to tell somebody, because they were like, oh, it's going to get canceled. Because it's lower, it's, you know, it's lower rated, but all the, sh- all the ABC shows basically have the same rating, basically. Yeah. Right now, and I said, but ABC owns their shows. Where even like w- w- Y&R and Bean, Y&R isn't owned by CBS. It's owned by Sony. You know, owned by, by Sony. CBS. So if CBS said one day, well, we don't want to have any more shows that are owned by other companies, you know, by, that could be taken off, you know. 
I mean, that's what, I mean, Les Moonves basically said we don't want client-based soaps on our, our network anymore. <laughs> and YNR is a client-based soap. Unless he was talking to me, oh, that's the way he worded it. <laughs> you know, so I was like, ooh, YNR is on, you know. YNR is getting the rating now that another, another world got 11 years ago when it got canceled. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, excuse me. So, I mean, you just got to enjoy why, why they're there, you know. Like, don't worry about it, you know. Just enjoy the story. Well, you not. have to, and that's why all yeah. the all the people who were on Twitter, who are the show stars, and, and myself, and and many other people included, you know, basically they were pushing to have the, the fans watch the daytime Emmys because to support daytime. Because, again, they may not have a daytime Emmys next year, folks. I mean, this could have been the last one. And, again, they said they're treating this as if it was last one. They want to go out with a bang. If it is back next year, it's back next year. But if it's not back next year, at least they got a good send-off. And that's pretty much what they wanted to do with it. So we we won't know probably until a month down the line if we're going to have a telecast next year. But if we don't, then we don't. So... You know, hopefully you guys who did watch, you enjoyed it while you did when it was on. So I thought I thought overall it was a good show. Overall no, it was a good too. show. And, you know, I was glad to, that it took – I actually was excited that it took place in Vegas, to be honest with you. I know there no, were too. some people – I know there were some people that don't like Vegas. <laughs> James Scott, if you're listening, that's you. I read your, I read your comment. Oh, I saw but, that uh, too, yeah. And uh, but, you I, know I, what? I, like, I thoroughly enjoyed I thoroughly enjoyed it being in Vegas. I really I think, did. I think, I think nothing against LA, but I think I think states or cities like New York and Las Vegas, just because of their nightlife and their glitz, I think that adds a lot to the ceremony. You know what I mean? I think so too. I I honestly I really wouldn't mind it at all if it were back in New York either. Yeah. Um, I would love it if it were back in New York and. Because I haven't been in New York in 10 years, and I would love to go back. I, I would love to have the opportunity to go back to New York, especially for something like that. But like you said, it really added on to the nightlife. I think it just brought out excitement with everybody when it just took place someplace new, uh, someplace fresh, because, you know, this was the first time it ever took place in Las Vegas. And I think it just brought out more excitement amongst the stars themselves that you saw on the red carpet or that you saw in, on the show themselves. I, I just think that it just brought out it just brought out new everything for them. I, I, I guess that's the best way to put it. It brought, it brought something out in them that, that hasn't been brought out them in years. And it seemed like a lot yeah. of from the interviews I saw from afterwards, it seemed like a lot, of, a lot of the stars were happy it was in L.A. Like they thought it rejuvenated the ceremony and, you know... And I thought it would just be fun to see them in Las Vegas. You know what I mean? Because it, it, there's just there's just something in the air, you know, about Las Vegas. I can't really yeah. explain it, but, you know. So. I will tell you this, though. Don't eat food at the... Uh, don't eat food at the Eiffel Tower at, um, in, in Las Vegas because Tom Cassiello got sick from eating food there. So, that's, <laughs> so don't eat there if you go to Vegas, Okay. Right. Not good. Yeah. I and yeah. don't eat 
in this restaurant called Zunza Cracker that's in the wind. Don't eat there either because I got sick. So I'm just pointing it out there. Stay away from those places when you're in Vegas. I'm just letting you know right now. So, yeah, keep 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 your distance. <laughs> and the most, the, the, the one I was extremely excited to talk to on the red carpet, I love, I love talking to the YRR cast because they're the most fun. Uh, Christian LeBlanc and Michelle Stafford, they're always, they're always great to talk to on the red carpet, which I lost is not on the camera. I was so pissed off that that's not on there because I really wanted to show that one off because that was a lot of fun. And you know, but it's not there. I was not happy, but that's what happens when you have camera malfunction issues and computer issues and all that good stuff. So I wasn't able to explore any of that for you guys. But I, I did try. I, I tried to try to find out. I looked every nook and cranny just to make sure, but it was not on there. It, it was like it was like the first five, it was like the first minute of the interview and then that was just it. And then it just completely just that's it. But overall it was a great it was a great, great experience. Um if it ever happens again, I would love to experience that. And, of course, I'll probably get, like, shocked beyond belief by the next to do outfit that Michelle Stafford will well, be wearing because she looks absolutely think, gorgeous. Do you think, based because the ratings went up from last year, and they actually went up from two years ago when it was on ABC, do you think that the ratings might actually, because I had heard, too, that this probably would be the last one, but do you think the ratings increase might be like, okay, let's do it again, you know? Let's air him again. Or that's iffy. I mean, that's iffy because I know you're taking the defect last year. I was on a lower-rated network with the yeah. CW. And I don't know. It, it, it's hard to say. You you might, you might, we might see it. We may not see it. The only thing I can say right now is stay tuned. Hopefully we'll be able to see it next year. But if not, then we won't see it next year. But we at least got something good from it. So yeah. I, I it's hard to say. It's all, I know it's Jim is always pulling for, you know, more stuff like that. So, And he's a pretty good producer. I mean, I give him a lot of credit for taking that on for two years, you know, and yeah. making the push for it. Because so, we wouldn't have oh, had absolutely. it if he, you, you know, wouldn't. It's so funny, though, because Dick Clark, Dick Clark was, you know, being, uh, uh, I almost said roasted, but, you know, tributed. And he, uh, and he actually produced a lot of the daytime Emmys back in the day, like in the 90s, that and the soap, you know. And it's just kind of funny. It's like, oh, wait a minute, you produced some of these <laughs> back in the day. So I have a feeling that's him in the chat room right now. I don't know, though, for sure. But it looks, it, it seems like it is him. But if it is, he's saying that in three to four weeks we might find an answer. I don't know if that's for sure that's him, though. Okay. But it seems like it. I'm just saying that may be him in the room. I have to test it out. But <laughs> and it's, it's, I'm like, wow, look who came out for this. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> it, it went by quick. I did want to keep it quick because I know that uh, not many others else uh, called in for it. And uh, I, I just wanted to breeze right through it and let you know what I was able to say about, about the daytime enemies. I know that we heard on the red carpet about uh, Tom Beard's possibly being back on YNR next month when the red carpet, but he couldn't comment on it. Couldn't comment on it. So you have to wait for them to 
So, other than that, I know that there's been speculation about uh, Mara West. Someone put out a rumor saying that she scored a deal on General Hospital. All I can say is that Mara West is indeed moving to Los Angeles in August, but she did not say anything about General Hospital. Take take with that what you will. Just saying. She is moving to L.A. in August, but you never know. She may land on General Hospital before you know it. Just saying. But she did say she wanted to take a break. She wanted to take, wanted to spend some time with the kids, and uh, she will be moving to Los Angeles come August. So we'll find out hopefully soon. So that's that's pretty much it of the news that I was able to receive besides what you guys saw in the videos. And I do know more, but I can't tell you anymore. So can't do it. I can't do it. I'm sworn to secrecy. So that's why it was short and sweet. But other than that, I had a blast. It was a lot of fun. John, thank you for calling into the show. It was always no a problem, pleasure having no. you here. I appreciate it. Okay. All right, guys. We're going to be uh, out of here, and uh, hopefully we'll be back very, very soon with a new show this month. July already, everybody. Uh, but for now, I'm signing off. It's Novel Jaylee, making sure you guys get the latest buzz with Buzzworthy Radio. Long. And have a good holiday weekend. And also, if you haven't taken the time already, I, I definitely wanted to make sure I put this in there before I completely forget. This weekend is the anniversary of Benjamin Hendrickson's death. He played Silas Crocker on Gotting Lights, but many fans will also remember him as playing the the role of and the role of Hal Munson on As Will Turn. We still miss you, Ben. And we will see you soon. Take care.